Washington. The pass by Paul was perfect. Absolutely perfect. What these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you wherever and whenever you are listening to this, the Out of Bounds podcast. I am your host, Angus Crutcher. Yes, Angus, like the beef. To my left is Quinn Jameson. How's it going, guys? Super excited to be talking with y'all tonight. And across the table from me, we have Scotty Too Hotty Gange. Scotty Gange. Thanks, Angus. And to my right, Peyton Maxwell. Hey guys, how are you doing? Alright, um, so we're recording this tonight. It is 11.08pm, prime time. <laughs> um, <laughs> so basically, look what we've got here. This is the Out of Bounds podcast. We are going to be covering everything NBA, basketball, on and off the court. But we want to do things a little bit differently. We want to have a little bit of fun with it, a little bit of fun with you guys. Uh, so let's just jump right into it. Um, Tonight, what we're going to do to start with is preview the opening night games. So, <clears throat> opening night is October 17th. We have the Celtics versus the Cavs, the Rockets versus the Warriors. Two pretty exciting games, guys. Yeah. It's going to be a great opening night. Um, I'll go ahead and kick things off. Um, in terms of Warriors-Rockets, I think the Rockets uh, had a very improved offseason. The addition of Chris Paul is excellent for their um, chemistry as a team. I think he's one superstar that can coexist with James Harden because Chris Paul really is a team player. With that being said, I think the Warriors' starting five is so powerful and has they have enough depth that they'll be able to get the win here. Um, I think it will be a close game, and I think these two will uh, be kind of neck and neck the whole season, but uh, I definitely have the Warriors on this one. So I'm going to jump that to Angus. Angus, you looked pretty pretty distraught when <laughs> <laughs> said the Rockets would do all right. Um, look, I've got, nothing, I've got nothing against the Rockets. I hope they're going to do really well. Um, Chris Paul and James Harden, I love both of them. But... I don't know that they're going to work well together straight away. We've got two ball-dominant guards here. James Harden hasn't played off the ball since his days in OKC, and Chris Paul has always been running his offense. I don't think those two guys are going to gel uh, very well together, especially to start the season. So, I mean, I've got the Warriors for the first game especially. The Warriors, guys, the Warriors are going to win it all again. Um, okay, slow down. <laughs> Sorry, we've got a Cavs fan over on the right. But, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, that's another discussion to have when, we've, when we're uh, done with this prediction is the, is the Chris Paul-James Harden, James Harden yeah, combo. Because sure. it's a weird yep. combo, and I don't know that it'll work. So I'll piggyback right on that. Um, you know, I spent some time thinking about the first game. Obviously, the Warriors are going to be absolutely ridiculous this year. They have all their returning players, all the offseason season eyes have been to everyone else mm-hmm. trying to make these super teams to contest the Warriors. And also, you got another thing you got to think about, Steve Kerr, is he was out last season and a couple seasons because of that back surgery. His back was hurting, and then he got surgery, and it made it almost worse. But <laughs> he's healed up, and he's back with the team, and seems like he's 100%. And, I mean, Steve Kerr, one of the best coaches in the game right now and arguably all time, if you, if you can throw that out there. I mean, we got to hope he's going to be 100% for the yep. rest of the season, right? Because he is something to watch. Definitely. Yeah. I think uh, Nick Young is going to have a, kind of a breakout season with the Warriors. Uh, Swaggy P, you're, I heard it here first. He's going <laughs> to thrive in the pass and shoot offense. And I think the uh, addition Swaggy. of Jordan Bell out of uh, Oregon, he's a really uh, good defensive mm-hmm. player. I think he's going to be a breakout rookie that will find his way onto the court for 
the best team in the NBA, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Led the Ducks to an Elite Eight. I'm um, gonna, okay, like, I get what you're saying about chemistry, but I'm about to make Angus mad again because I'm actually going with the <laughs> Rockets for this one. Ooh, I know. Hello. So, Hot take. <laughs> there it is, number one. I kind one. of agree with Quinn about what he was saying about Chris Paul. I think he has a lot to prove. I think he's going to come out really excited with a lot of passion to try to show that he is a force in the Western Conference, that the Warriors, that, you know, he's not going to take it lying down. Everyone is just saying Warriors, but... <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he's ready to just give up that hope Who's yet. playing off ball, though, in this in this situation? Yeah. Who's going to stand in the corner and shoot? Because so, I can tell you neither of them want to. So All going I know, off that, he's going to play with a lot of passion. Though. Right. You know, Chris Paul is going to play with a lot of passion. James Harden's going to play with a lot of passion. After that, they got a reason to shoot a, a three and make <laughs> yeah. three out of five in the corner. Maybe Three out get, of five? You are, you are maybe, right? a fan. But really, the thing is, is Chris Paul is not going to be the difference maker in the Rockets beating the Warriors. Chris Paul is a good player. He's going to make the, the he's going to give the Rockets more wins, but mm-hmm. it's not going to take him over the Warriors or even the Spurs or Thunder for that matter. Offensively, he's he's an upgrade over <clears throat> Patrick Beverly, who they had. But Definitely I mean, I mean, Chris Paul's a great defender, but. So is Patrick Beverly. So Patrick I don't think Beverly he... is definitely one of the better defenders in he the entire NBA. He is a personal a favorite. He's a scrappy. Uh-huh. I love watching him play. He's scrappy, kind of like Matthew Delvadova, <laughs> my uh, my countryman over there <sighs> for the Bucks. Um, so guys, <laughs> before before we move on uh, to the Celtics versus Cavs, which is going to be a massive game mm-hmm. um, with the Kyrie return and I mean it both returning. Um, we have so Celtics record last year. Oh, sorry, the uh, Warriors record, sixty-seven and fifteen. Where do we stand on that? Are they improving? They're improving. They're improving. They're, I, I think there's really, you know, I was trying to pull through the Rocket prediction earlier, but if the Rockets do win, it's going to be one of the only losses that the Warriors take this season. Honestly, I think there's not many teams who's going to be able to slow them down, stop mm-hmm. their momentum once they get going. It's going to be going to be a hard team to beat i totally totally agree they're i mean i said it earlier they're all returning it's it's a absolute unit up, up at the oracle arena they're unstoppable yeah i uh, i think the warriors are definitely an improved team but i also think that the whole western conference is mm-hmm. improved mm-hmm. as a conference so i th- I'm, don't necessarily i'm not necessarily they're going to do better or worse but it's definitely food for thought the whole conference is improved and not to put any much stake in it but the warriors did just lose preseason yeah. to my Ooh. denver nuggets Ooh. So we'll see, this man's uh, looking at preseason <laughs> now denver nuggets uh looking yeah, the strong lakers this won year. the summer league championship coin. yeah lakers I, are winning the championship <laughs> this year um i mean i'd agree with i'd yeah. agree with q on this one um the western conference is better the eastern conference is worse the western conference sure. has gotten a lot better um obviously you have the addition of people like Melo yeah. and paul george to one uh western conference team jimmy butler to the Timberwolves. jimmy butler that still hurts me as a bulls fan <laughs> um but so so scotty and and peyton are you are you saying this could be another 70 win year for the warriors I, you know, I'm actually saying that. Ooh, I am. I'm doing it. I agree with Quinn. There's, there's blood in the water in the Western Conference, but I don't know. It's going to be hard. I think the Warriors still. I, I'm looking at it, yeah. Hmm. I'd say, yeah. So I see the Warriors as the best team in the league. Yeah. I see them po- probably better than their 73-win season, but I don't see them getting 70 wins this year okay. just because I how, complete, how great the Western Conference is. I completely agree with Scotty on that one. Yeah, I mean, I see the Warriors – I see a 65-64 win mm-hmm. season just because the Western Conference has gotten so much better. Um, 
Moving on from that game, we have the Celtics versus Cavs, which is arguably one of the biggest games of the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not just opening night. It's going to be crazy. We have um, IT, Isaiah Thomas, playing against his former team. He's actually not going to be playing this game. Oh, I'm sorry. He he is injured. He is uh, is uh injured for the first few months of the season. That does not Uh diminish the significance of his return or this game. That's that's 100% correct. My bad. So the D-Rows in there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we do have uh, Kyrie will be uh, most likely playing in this game. That's that's going to be crazy. Um, I, I'm i excited for this game. I'm excited to see what Kyrie can do as mm-hmm. arguably the lead man on the Celtics. He's got Gordon Hayward there with him, but that's obviously not as much of a load off as it is with uh, LeBron James. So this game... I'm, I'm going to have to take the Cavs. You, you, you'll give me a head-to-head matchup with anyone but the Warriors, and I'll take the Cavs most times just because they've got LeBron, yep. and it's as simple as that. I'll, I'll jump right in. every time, but... Uh, <laughs> Gordon Hayward. Personally, I think Gordon Hayward is the most overrated player in the league. Ooh. I think he is. Oh, shots fired. I think he's a solid player, but he's not going to change a franchise like they think he's going to do in Boston. Um, and going on to Kyrie, past four or three years now, Kyrie has had the opportunity to give the ball to LeBron whenever he was struggling or give it to Kevin Love. Uh-huh. And so now him being the guy with the ball, if he gives it to Gordon Hayward, it's not going to I don't think it's going to be the same as giving the ball to LeBron James. You can't stop LeBron James. He's the king. Cavs are going to take it. <laughs> Hot take Gordon Hayward not as good as LeBron James. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll jump in on that. I completely agree. The Cavs, I think it's going to come down to their depth though. This is just reading off ESPN. The ESPN uh, preliminary depth chart for the Cavs has um their backup, so this is their 6th through 10th man, Jose Calderon at point guard, J.R. Smith at shooting guard, Kyle Korver at small forward, Channing Fry at power forward, and Tristan Thompson at center. Ooh. That is a stacked, that is a stacked yeah. 6 through 10. I think they will obliterate teams, especially when it comes to uh, depth. I think that team, that starting five right there could uh, compete with uh, some teams in the East. That's a topic for the future. Can that 6 through 10 make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference? I mean, yes. Uh, <laughs> so, look, we've got uh, records from last year. The Cavs 57 and 25 and uh, the Celtics 53 and 29. Um, we got any takes on whether we got some improvements uh, on records this year or are these two uh, sort of newly tooled teams in a way going to uh, make an improvement or not on their records? Oh, that's a tough one. You know, I think they're going to I actually think they're going to stay about the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to be dependable. They're going to they're going to perform really well. I don't see them doing too much better. I think that obviously they have a lot of good additions, you know, the with the Celtics with Kyrie Irving, but um I think it's all very new and I'm not sure how everyone's going to respond to that yet. So, I would I would say they'd stay pretty consistent. Uh personally for me, Celtics side, I think Kyrie is going to have to have an absolute game every single game for them to get wins. And Isaiah Thomas did that last year. Yeah, man. true. So I don't see them. I don't, I can't see Kyrie going 82 full games, absolutely balling out. So that's <laughs> that's really a question up in the air. And then I do think the Cavs will will get better from they were last year. I think it and LeBron will work very well. LeBron will have an extra scorer in it, and I think it is a better scorer than Kyrie is. And D Wade, his LeBron's best friend, is they're on the same team mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Besties. Um, 
I'm not going to speak as much to the record, but I think that these are the two top teams in the Eastern Conference, yeah, and they are sure. on a collision course. If we're just looking at the preliminary rosters for the Eastern Conference final, I don't think any other teams can really compete in terms of talent or depth. So I think that this will be an ongoing storyline throughout the season whenever they play and as the teams progress. Clash of the Titans, for sure. Yeah, I mean... You talked about Gordon Hayward being an overrated player. I've got a, I got a bit of a hot take for you. Here we go. Kyrie Irving. I Say mean, it. I hesitate to use the word <laughs> overrated, but oh uh, my god, wow. I would rather, I would rather, hear me out here. I would rather have Isaiah Thomas on my team ten times out of ten rather than Kyrie Irving. I disagree. I completely disagree. You talk to me in a uh, in a one on one situation. I'm gonna take Kyrie because he is he's arguably one of the best ISO players in the league. Yep. But I'm looking from a team perspective. You said it yourself. You don't think Kyrie can have 82 great games in a season? No Quinn, one can. That's exactly what it did last year. You said it. It can do it. He can carry a team. He is. You look at the stats. He is the number one fourth quarter and crunch time player in the league. Kyrie Irving, he hit some big shots, but he fell asleep in a lot of those playoff games. Uh-huh. All right, so Angus, with that, mm, that Angus, hurts. you put your piece in. Quinn and, Quinn and Peyton obviously disagree. They're, gonna, mm. they're each going to get 60 seconds to, <laughs> to show how they disagree, and then you're going to get a final rebuttal. Oh, I'm excited. So right. Peyton, let's, let's start, things off, start things off. Ooh, I'm excited to get this The one. clock is ticking. Okay. So first, I would actually say that Isaiah Thomas, he's a liability on defense. He, he, really, he really just is. <laughs> I know that that might not Kyrie. be what you want to hear, but and I'm not by any means saying that Kyrie Irving is the best defensive player of the league because no one could argue that. But he he's going to be consistently he's going to be able to at least stop some. I don't think Isaiah Thomas is going to perform at all on defense. Kyrie is also younger; he has a brighter future, and he has a consistent, proven track record. Isaiah Thomas did have an outstanding season last year. He performed very well. But Kyrie has proven that he will be consistent every year and that he will perform well for his team, regardless of the circumstances. Thank you, Peyton. Quinn. All right, so I feel like we could go back and forth all night about <laughs> Kyrie Irving, Isaiah Thomas, or well, Kyrie's better on offense, he's better on defense, whatever it may be. But just looking at it from a purely analytical, statistical analysis, um, Kyrie Irving averages more points per game, more rebounds per game, more assists per game, more steals per game, and more blocks per game. <laughs> so easy for me. <laughs> if you just look at that, that's a pretty definitive outcome. Kyrie Irving is the superior player. This is not taking anything mm. away from Isaiah Thomas. I love Isaiah Thomas as a scorer. I think he's going to thrive with the Cavaliers. He will Ten not have seconds. a problem taking second fiddle to LeBron. But Kyrie Irving has the ring. He has the stats. He has the he all-star has games. The he's the better player. All right, Angus, All right, we've, let heard, me... we've heard stats, we've heard opinions. Where are we at? Where are we at? Okay, IT is a liability on defense. That's so true, but no more of a liability <laughs> than Kyrie is. Kyrie's no defender, and, like, he's taller. That's about all he's got on, on IT. I'll give you that. We look at analytics, right? If you want to look at stats, and you need to, you need to look at the, uh, the difference between the plus-minus of the Cavs when LeBron's off the floor versus when LeBron's off. It doesn't matter if we've got Kyrie and Kevin Love out there, and that plus-minus drops significantly. I don't think that happens again with IT on this team. Kyrie averages more stats, but I don't think that IT is going to let the team down like I feel like Kyrie did whenever LeBron went off the floor. Thank you. All right. So 
that's the end of our discussion. I think in a couple of weeks we got to bring this back, make it a. Ooh, make you it should a, be the judge who won Isaiah Thomas, Kyrie Irving. I, what I'll, is it, Scotty? We'll check in at the end of the yeah, season we'll and we'll, the uh, we'll, see, mean, right. yeah. we'll see where things stand. We'll, we'll bring it back in the final okay. episode of the season okay. and maybe we can do a Twitter poll, think what, <laughs> think what, the, yeah, yeah. what the outsiders are thinking. So let's move on, right? I mean, that, so that, both of those moves as a result of free agency. Yep. Um, obviously, this has been a very, very eventful uh, free agency. There's a couple of trades. Emphasis on very. Very, very, very eventful. Um, you know, there's, there's the obvious, the mellow um, and Paul George to OKC. Mm-hmm. Massive deals. Um, we've got D Wade, not a trade, but a, but a buyout and signing with the Cavs. Obviously, another big one. Um, I, th- I wanted to talk about the mellow thing for a second. Now, <laughs> the Knicks got fleeced. The Knicks got absolutely fleeced on this deal. Here's what they got. They got Ennis Cantor, Doug McDermott, and a Chicago second round 2018 pick. <laughs> second round, first of all. Now, I came across something interesting. For Carmelo Anthony. For Carmelo. Like, that's crazy. A Denver hero. Yeah, right? <laughs> now, I'm just to play a game. What do you think the age difference between Ennis Cantor and Doug McDermott is? How many years do you think there are between them? I'm going to go 10. 10 years between them? Nine. Ugh, come on. Seven. So obviously Ennis Cantor's been in the league uh, for a couple more years than Doug McDermott. They're the same age. No way. No, Doug not. McDermott was only drafted <laughs> a year or two ago. Are you um, kidding? They're both 25 years old now. The Knicks received this Ennis Cantor averaging last season 14.3 points per game and 6.7 rebounds. Doug McDermott, 6.6 points per game for the Thunder, uh, 10.2 when he was playing for my Bulls. And a second round pick. How do you justify that for Melo? <laughs> Especially if Carmelo Anthony's wearing a hood at all this season. I oh, think we could be looking I hope at he wears MVP that in game, please. If Hoodie Mello makes an appearance, <laughs> I'm hopping on the hype train right now. We'll see. Dude, I'm a... starting to wear those in my rec league games. I, you know, I'm wearing a hoodie and a headband. <laughs> on actually... My prediction, by 2019, they're going to make everybody wear a hoodie in a game. <laughs> when we get Nike hoodies now? He actually wore a hoodie in the scrimmage in OKC's inner squad scrimmage. He wore a hoodie and uh, he balled out. He so. does not care anymore. Carmelo's going to start his new brand of selling hoodies just like, just like the balls their performance, hoodies, so their performance hoodies performance hoodies <laughs> alright so that's going to take us into our next topic of this discussion a little bit of fun uh, we're all going to go around the table and free agency winners and losers whether it's a team player uh, mm-hmm. Peyton we're going to start your way okay well my free agency winners obviously got to bring up the Golden State Warriors. I mean, they basically took pay cuts to keep the team together. Like, it was incredible that they keep this chemistry. Uh, the Celtics, big winner. They got Irving and Hayward. And I know the Isaiah Thomas, Kyrie Irving debate can go back and forth. But irregardless, I mean, Irving is a phenomenal player. And that was a huge, huge win for them. Uh, the Nuggets, they also got Millsap. That was a huge win. So. Yup. <laughs> and losers. Preach. I got to go. Utah Jazz, big loser, lost Hayward. I mean, ouch. And also the Hawks for losing Millsap. So basically just the opposite ends of those deals. And I also agree with Angus. I mean, the Knicks, they took a huge loss. They took a huge loss. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'd, I'd be similar with you for a lot of the winners. I think the undisputed winner of this free agency has to be OKC. Um, they've they've taken obviously they got Paul George he signed with them or he got traded to them um, a bit before the offseason I believe um, and then they effectively turned and this breaks my heart what was Doug McDermott for the Bulls Taj Gibson for the Bulls and our pick into Carmelo Anthony yeah and we got back a couple of no names for that um, not to diminish their impact at all but 
OKC OKC's done phenomenally this offseason. Tip your I cap to their GM. 100%. I think it's it's hard to argue with. Um, obviously, the Warriors, they kept everyone. That's that's amazing, and that's pivotal for a, for a franchise. But in terms of new acquisitions, I think OKC won. It's a sad day, but I think the loser was uh, my Chicago Bulls. Um, it hurts a lot. The Bulls are big losers. That we... We are uh, they <laughs> are big losers. They will be big losers throughout the season. Unfortunately, it's going to hurt me every game I watch because I don't know who half of the roster is. I was looking at the roster before. Uh, we got some names on here that I can't even pronounce. I don't know. Give who. me the two the two most unrecognized names on the team. Okay, I've got um, Ryan Arcidiacono. Ryan Arcidiacono, never mm. heard of. Yeah. Um, and someone who doesn't even have a photo. On the uh, on the uh, NBA.com <laughs> is Bronson Koenig. Mm. Um, so, like, I don't know who these guys are. I don't know what's going on with the Bulls. It's unfortunate that we lost. It's okay, though. I have sympathy cards already lined out for you. Oh, thank you so <laughs> much. Um, <laughs> like, we lost Jimmy. That was obviously the biggest thing. Yeah, Dwayne Wade's sure. gone, but I, I'm not worried about that. He's not a part of our future. Rajon Rondo. I mean, <laughs> not that he damn. had uh, much, <laughs> not that he had much success other than like three playoff games. I'm sorry, Rondo. Quinn, take it away. Um, yeah, I guess I'll you. hop in. Um, I'm gonna say, big winner, Swaggy P, Nick Young, <laughs> entering his 12th season, age 32. Uh-huh. He he's had two playoff appearances in his career, Swaggy. two times: 2008 with the Washington Wizards and 2012 with the Los Angeles Clippers. That's gonna change this year, guaranteed. He's gonna be guaranteed. on. <laughs> Unless they uh, trade him away. I hope they trade him away now that you're saying this, Quinn. <laughs> Swaggy P is going to get himself a ring this year. He's going to thrive in a catch-and-shoot offense. And I think anyone that is drafted, picked up by the Warriors, is an instant winner in free agency. Yeah. You don't think it's he's going to try and do a bit too much, old Swaggy? I think that for the first time in his career, he's going to be appreciated for the basketball player that he is. And he's going to be... He's not going to be Swaggy P. He's not going to be this off-the-court <laughs> right. personality... Probably good for him to get away from L.A. The Bay Area is going to appreciate him for <laughs> Into the, Bay Area. the sugar <laughs> that he is. The sugar that he is. Losers, Quinn. Losers? I Not to keep uh, bagging on my pal Angus over here, but the Chicago Bulls mm. really, really did, did not. They did not fare well in free agency. We know. Fly I... I think I think Brooklyn also had a rough go of things. D'Angelo Russell is a fantastic player. I think he'll have a a chance to to thrive in Brooklyn, but um, I still think they uh, they did not make out well this year. All right, somebody lead me in here. Lead you in? Yeah, Scotty. What do you think? Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably say here's my winners. Uh-huh. We've been saying it, the Thunder, but the reason why. Uh-huh. Three players on their team, their three stars, are the three players in the NBA that need the championship the most. Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Paul George. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They've all been studs on individual teams and have been close but haven't been able to do it. And now they're teaming up and it's their time. Um, T-Wolves are the dark horse this year. They, uh-huh. got, they got Jimmy Butler. They have Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Wiggins, Jimmy Butler, and Tyus Jones coming off the bench, who was a Duke standout. Love so, Jamal Crawford, too. Yep. That's so a they would be, pick up. They were, they were finished third to last in, in their conference team. last year. Playoff. They're going to make the playoffs. Oh. They, they're going to give it a run. I mean, they're always meant to make the playoffs. Yep. So, like, so losers. Four years. I'm just, I have wrote down a bunch of stats, but we've heard it all. You know, the, the Bulls. Sucks for them. Everything <laughs> and all that. Uh, biggest, Thanks, biggest loser of, the, of uh, the off season of the free agency was Inez Cantor. 
And I'm going to read you a tweet that he tweeted a couple days <laughs> right before he was traded to the New York Knicks. Okay. I don't care what anyone says. Oklahoma City's Thunder is the best and most professional program in the NBA and got the craziest fans. We win, we lose, but the most important thing, we stick together. We stick together because we are one. And those cats, I call them family. A couple days later, he was traded to the New York Knicks. <laughs> Inez Cantor, you are the biggest loser of the free agency. Bow, bow. Man, that's, that is disheartening. It I is didn't... disheartening. <laughs> it hurts, doesn't it? Yeah. You just feel bad for him. I you want to give him a hug. I want to give 25-year-old Inez Cantor a hug. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, one thing I wanted to say about this is, uh, controversially, I'm, I'm not convinced about Mello right now. He spent a lot of years on New York in a bad system with a bad team, but not being able to accomplish much. I hope that this season he proves me wrong mm -hmm. because I just, I can't, I don't see him as a superstar right now. I see him as a great player, but I, he just hasn't shown me enough. And I really hope this season is a turnout, quote unquote, breakaway season for him. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a weird idea to start him at the four instead of Paul George. Um, Paul George seems like the logical choice to me. Um, but I mean, he's, he's going to be a stud. Hopefully I'm just hoping he can prove me wrong and, uh, just silence me in a way because I'm just, I haven't been convinced. Well, uh, we'll have to follow up on that in a couple of weeks, Angus. Mm -hmm. So let's move on to our next point in discussion. Early player predictions. This is fun. It's preseason, big 2017, 18 seasons coming up on us. We're going to preview who we think is going to finish first, second, and third in the MVP voting who's going to be the most improved player of the year and the defensive player of the year and rookie of the year. So, Angus, I'll, I'll jump right to you. I'm going to start with MVP this year is none other than Kevin Durant. Uh, he's, he's too good. Now, the one caveat to that is that Curry and him, they're going to take votes away from each other. It's unfortunate, but it's the way it is. <clears throat> I just... I think Kevin Durant's impact on that team is, is too hard to not notice. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously... It's unfortunate. It should be LeBron. It should have been LeBron for the past five years. Retweet. Right? But because we get it all the time from him, it, it's just a staple yep. of his career, and it goes unnoticed, and it's unfortunate. I do have LeBron as second in my MVP voting. I think he should win. I don't think he's going to, but I think he should. And uh, third, I have... <laughs> Dark Horse. Let's call it a hot take. I don't know if this is actually going to happen, but I've got Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay. Um, okay. Look, Giannis has improved every year significantly. His All of his stats go up every year. I don't see that changing. He's a hardworking guy. He is... And he's young. He's young. He's arguably, in my opinion, the most fun player to watch in the NBA. He is a treat to watch. The Greek freak. The Greek freak. I, I hope that he gets in there. I can see it happening. I mean, they don't have a lot going for them as far as team. Um... Shout out to Matthew Dover. Um, <laughs> but the best thing about Giannis is that he has a whole team to himself. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and yeah, look, I, I just hope he gets that recognition. I think he's going to get better this year, which is crazy to see. He's going to be MVP in a few years as, if uh, everything goes uh, according to plan. Q? Uh, all right, so uh, jumping in the MVP conversation, I'm going to have to go with first place, reclaiming his title, the King, LeBron James. Ooh. He's the best player in the NBA. He's, pr he's shown that eight straight finals appearances. I don't think you can argue with that. I know he's had um, really good teams around him, but LeBron is going to get what he deserves, and he's going to win another um, NBA MV MVP. Now, second and third, I think, are going to be 
very interesting. I, th- I like what you said about uh, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry on the same team. Both fantastic premier players in this league. I don't know who's going to come out on top of them. I think Steph Curry or Kevin Durant, one of them. I'm going to go with uh, Kevin Durant as well in second. And then um, in third place, I'm going to go with James Harden. He's an electric scorer. He is the face of the Houston franchise. He's always going to put the numbers up, and um, especially in the MVP race, numbers mean have a lot of weight. And so I think yep. he's going to stay up in there. Um, defending MVP Russell Westbrook deserves to be in that conversation, but I think with the addition of Paul George and Carmelo Anthony, it'll be harder for him to stand out as much as he did this last season. That's a good point. You say that, I wanted to ask about uh, <clears throat> James Harden. Is an interesting pick, especially considering what you just said about the addition of uh, Paul George and Mello sort of taking away from his stats. You don't think that that's going to happen to Harden with uh, Chris Paul there taking a lot of the ball away from him, presumably uh, running the offense half the time? I think Chris Paul is going to open up uh, shooting opportunities for Harden. He's one uh-huh. of the best passers in the league. And I, th- I, as I said earlier, I think Chris Paul, a lot of players in- would not coexist with James Harden with his style. I think Chris Paul is one that will be able to take second fiddle to James in Houston. You think? Second fiddle. And I think that I... I- I think they're going to work out well together. I think Houston's going to have a good dynamic duo there. They're going to coexist, and it will elevate James Harden's uh, play. He does have to cut down on turnovers. It's kind of <laughs> ridiculous. James Harden and Russell Westbrook, fantastic players. The mm-hmm. amount of turnovers they have is absurd. Oh, my God. All right. Peyton, MVP. <sighs> I'm going with the King. MVP, first player, it's LeBron James. Typical Cavs fan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, He's but Cavs, MVP. Okay. Cavs fans are not, though. I mean, it's the – come on, LeBron James, yeah. like you said. I mean, eight finals. His – I mean, his performance is just outstanding. It's it's uh, constant. It's always incredible. He deserves it. I'm rooting for him. I think he's going to get it. Mm-hmm. My number two, I'm actually going with Russell Westbrook. I think he's really going to step up. I mean, step up. He always, he, you know, performs well every season. There's no stepping up for Westbrook. But, you know, I mean, he's he, like he's kind of in the same league with James. I think he's very consistent. He's an incredible player. I think he deserves it. I hope he gets it. My third spot is going to be Durant. I think it's got to be uh-huh. Durant. So I, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be Le- LeBron, Russell, and Durant. Scotty, what about you? All right, so – Piggybacking on both of you, LeBron James, best player in the league, best player in the uh, 21st century. I can go on and on. Rivals, Michael Jordan is the best player of all time. Angus, I know you're going to disagree with me. That's a a discussion for another day. That can't happen. I got a Michael Jordan tattoo on my arm. I'm screwed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited for that one. Yes, LeBron James, I I think, will be the MVP this year. Tyron Lue said he looks even younger. And with the addition of IT, I think IT will be able to facilitate with him very well. Because he's better than Kyrie. (laughs) and then i'll just say Dwayne wade with lebron just makes him a happier person better Uh player Uh so number two and i'm surprised nobody said it is Kawhi leonard Mm. Kawhi is the man he's a young he's a young guy and it's his team now it's not duncan's duncan's gone tony parker and manu are tired it's Kawhi's team to take over he has lamarcus aldridge to help him out (laughs) which he's a good sidekick lamarcus aldridge is a great player but Kawhi is the man he's at my number two Number three is KD, uh-huh. just for all the reasons you guys said. He is the new star of the Warriors. I don't even have Steph Curry in my top five. I don't even have uh, Harden in my top five. Rounding out my Ooh. top five is Westbrook and then Giannis. Westbrook. Do you think that Westbrook can get those votes with George and Carmelo? That's why he's not my team. number one. He's my yeah. number four. Um, 
Okay, so really quickly, uh, piggybacking off that, we have the MIP Most Improved Player, Devin Booker. Oh. Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Suns are not Local. good. The Suns, yeah. Um, the Suns are bad. We're, we're recording this <laughs> here in downtown Phoenix. Bill Austin Studio. Bill, Bill Austin Radio Studio. Uh Devin Booker, he's got the team to himself, really. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot of room for him to just improve. He had that 70-point game, which is impressive. Like, regardless of all that controversy, oh, they were, like, ramping it up, whatever. That's hard to do. You have to make the shots. Yeah, you have to be very skilled. Um, so I think Devin Booker can do it. Quinn? Um, I'm going to have to go with Carl Anthony Towns of the Timberwolves. Mm, I think a big uh, part Sussy. of <laughs> I think a big part of uh, the reason why he's going to win most improved is because of how improved the Minnesota Timberwolves will be. He is the star of the Timberwolves. I know Jimmy Butler is an addition who is kind of he's probably going to play. He's going to be the in clutch situations it's going to Jimmy Butler, uh-huh, but uh-huh. I think that Carl Anthony Towns is the star of the Timberwolves. He's Easily one of the best big men in the league. I think he's going to win the most improved player. He's already averaging 25.1 points per game and 12.3 rebounds per game. Pretty outrageous numbers. I think he's going to improve upon that. But most importantly, Minnesota is going to improve. And he's going to get the nod there. Peyton, MIP. I'm going with Rodney Hood. I think that he's a he's a Rodney really good. Peyton did some research. I did. Whoa. I did my research. I was prepared for this. Hello, Rodney. <laughs> I think with um I think it's gonna open up a big opportunity for him to really exceed this season with uh you know, with Gordon Hayward leaving. I think the jazz I mean, Jazz is gonna need all the help they can get. I think that he's gonna he's gonna be the option for them to to be basically the old one of their star players, it's going to open up a big opportunity for him. I mean, he, he averaged a very solid 12.7 points last season. So I think he could take a big leap up from that, like I said, with, with Hayward's exit. So I'm going to go with Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood did not expect that one. Mm-mm. Oh, Scotty? Gwen, you had something to say? Yeah, not to keep uh, bringing up the preseason because it really means nothing. Rodney yeah. Hood <laughs> did score 18 in 21 minutes Ooh, on okay. Monday. So. Okay. Hello, Rod. I've been sleeping on Rodney. So, numbers never <laughs> so lie. Peyton, Peyton's uh, getting the stats as they come in. Rodney Hood, you heard Peyton's getting the under-the-table uh, predictions <laughs> here. She knows what's going on. <laughs> All right. Most improved player by uh, Sc- Scotty Gange is Mr. Buddy Heald. Huh. Buddy out of Oklahoma. Huh. Had his rookie season last year, 10.6 points per game on a, on a Sacramento Kings team. That is bad. <laughs> <laughs> to okay. say the least. They got an early draft pick. Who'd they get? De'Aaron Fox. I think De'Aaron Fox is better than Lonzo Ball. That's a that's a discussion for another day. Okay, but De'Aaron Fox can talk anything about rookies. De'Aaron Fox can facilitate. He can pass him the ball. And Buddy Hield is a step up shooter. So I I can see Buddy Hield getting twenty plus points per game and having a very strong sophomore season. All right, I think this next one um, might go a little bit quicker. We've got defensive player of the year i've got two guys written down here uh two guys hard to sort of argue with we've got Kawhi leonard yep he's he's the best defender in the league yeah um in saying that historically the award goes to a big guy draymond green i mean he is the centerpiece of that that defense um i i wish rudy gobert had a chance i don't think he's going to with this new uh jazz team but yeah i've got Kawhi and draymond on my short list uh, I'll jump in there. No competition. Kawhi Leonard, he's going <laughs> to win it third time. He's the best defender in the NBA. Um, 
I really do. I think Draymond Green is a fantastic defender. When he uh, got a triple double last year without scoring ten points, he missed around. That was my yeah. that was my favorite. NBA performance of all of last season. Uh-huh. I loved that. I really respect him as a player and especially as a defender. But Kawhi Leonard, the numbers don't lie, and he's just, he's shut down on yep. almost any player in the NBA. Nice throwback, Quinn. I like Scouty, <laughs> what do you got? I'm a big fan of Kawhi Leonard. Uh-huh. Went to San Diego State uh-huh. University. He was a stud there. He comes out, you know, it's, it's Kawhi. It's no question. My roommate Johnny would be very happy with me right now. <laughs> he's from San Antonio. Peyton. Yep. I'm actually going to go with Rudy Gobert. Oh, God. yeah. Sorry, say that one more time. <laughs> say his name again. <laughs> no. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy Gobert. 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 Rudy Gobert. Come on, I guess. Okay. Our uh, pronunciations will get better, I promise. Not uh, in the pilot, man. Come on. Yeah, not Rudy the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think, okay, I think he's one of the best rim protectors. Um, I think he reads the court extremely well. And, you know, I know, I know what you're saying that about Kawhi, but... You know, maybe it's a little dark horse of a shot, but I'm going to go with it. I, I can get behind it. I hope he, yeah. I hope he has a so chance because I, I love him. I think he's great. He's great. Um, onto something I know very little about is Rookie of the Year. I'm uh, coming from Australia, not a big college sports fan. There's not a lot of uh, exposure for me over there, so I know very little about it. That being said, I'm going to ride the excuses, bandwagon. Excuses, man. Excuses. I'm about to ride that bandwagon. I'm going to go with Lonzo. Uh, Shocker. I know. Ugh. Now, Bleacher Report. <laughs> Uh, compared Lonzo's debut and impact to that of the one and only LeBron James. I don't know if I would go so far to say his impact is equal to LeBron's uh, debut, but definitely in terms of the hype surrounding it, this could be the most hyped debut of a rookie in a very, very long time. Uh, Like I said, I know nothing about the rookies at all, so bandwagoning on that one. Immediate change to a team and skill. LeBron uh-huh. has LeBron takes the cake, but definitely hype hype factor yeah. and people yeah, watching. I'll and I mean, Lonzo, Lonzo, Lonzo has that team. He can do whatever the hell he wants there Seriously. because it's just the Lakers, <laughs> frankly. LaMelo and LiAngelo will be there pretty soon, I'm guessing. And LeVar, if you I ask him. I, I'm just LeVar, in it for LeVar, LeVar honestly. Might get, a, get on the team, too. He'll be a six-man. I'm, I'm in it for LeVar. Oh, he could beat but they, Michael one-on-one. Will we talk about that later in this I podcast? I mean, we will. Maybe. We don't even have to debate that. That's true. We'll do a simulated LeVar versus Michael Jordan one-on-one. LeVar, okay, but right now, we're time. going Rookie of the Year. We're going to Peyton. What do you say? Well, uh, I'm I'm not going to do the bandwagon. I'm going to go against Angus. And I'm going to say it's not Lonzo Ball, but it's Josh Hart. Uh, Josh Hart. <laughs> Peyton really did her research. I, I respect that. Guys, it. I'm prepared. Quinn, how many points did Josh Hart have in preseason? Ooh, I have it right here. She's got it right here. What's it? What is it? Seventeen point eight points per game. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's impressive. I think he's stolen the headlines off season. Um, I think he's gonna make a quicker all around impact than Lonzo Ball. I think Lonzo Ball's the hype, but I think when we look at it, he's gonna make a Hart's gonna make a quick impact. I mean, his points per game. You you can't argue with those stats. So I'm gonna go Hart. I like it. You know, I'm gonna jump in right here. You guys heard me talk about it earlier. De'Aaron Fox. He's going to work well with Buddy Heald up in Sacramento. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be good stuff. De'Aaron Fox, Scotty Gange's Rookie of the Year prediction preseason. Quinn? Um, I think Lonzo Ball is going to have an excellent season. I really do. Uh, I think he's a fantastic uh, team player, great distributor. His shot's a little weird, but it's effective <laughs> enough. Chicken wings, um, that thing. <laughs> I am going to have to go with uh, Markel Fultz. 
Uh, the reason being, I think he's going to play immediately second fiddle to Joel Embiid, and I think he's going to really be okay. he's going to have the opportunity to um, thrive and get a lot of minutes in a Philadelphia team that is uh, trusting the process. I hope trust and, it. Um, they're they're rebuilding, but I think they have a, a lot of talent this year. Uh, I'm excited to see what Ben Simmons does. Uh, the Australian Ben Simmons, uh, yeah, what he boys. does this year with uh, Fultz, and I think he is uh, going to win the. Rookie of the year. So, Quinn, I think I saw they had about 25 wins last season. Where do you see the 76ers this year? You see them in the playoffs? I see the – if we were talking about the Western Conference, not a chance. In the Eastern Conference, I not see the 76ers chance. not a chance. <laughs> improving. Uh-huh. I think they're going to trust this process. I, they this, have really been trusting the process. They've really been trusting the process. Um, I don't see them making the playoffs. I okay. see them falling just short. But they'll be in and around the high 30s l- – low low 40 win range and uh, maybe can sneak in there at the eight which i would really like to see this team has had so many high draft picks their fans have <laughs> suffered enough i want the philadelphia 76ers to make the playoffs i mean uh, for the first time in a long time <clears throat> the the 76ers is going to be fun to watch yeah we haven't been able to yeah, say that for a while true so AI. we can see a lo- there's a lot of changes in basketball today and a big thing that's going around social media, really everywhere, is hot take. Hot take this, hot take that. Spicy one. Yes. So for those of you who don't know, a hot take is saying something ridiculous like, I don't even know, like LeBron James is going to score average zero points this season. Okay? LeVar for MVP. Yeah, something like that. So this is our segment. I think it's probably my favorite segment. I don't know if you guys would agree or not. Oh, yeah. But it's called the half-court shot. So basically we're all going to give – a half-court shot. Really, it's a full-court shot because Steph Curry can pull up for a half-court shot at all times. But we make a crazy <laughs> it's that prediction. Crazy. Yeah, it's true. a preseason crazy prediction, and we're going to explain why we think that. It's a little bit logical, but mostly just having fun, uh, having looking at basketball in a fun way. So, Quinn, we're going to start with you. All right. Um, Y'all are probably going to hate me for this, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm with my uh, hometown gonna... team, Denver Nuggets. Oh, okay. Surprise. Um, Didn't see that one coming. I, yeah, I, I think the Denver Nuggets are going to shock teams in the Western Conference this season. I think they're going to get anywhere between the four and the five seed, and I think that they Whoa. can carry that momentum to at least a conference <laughs> semifinal appearance. I really like the addition of P- Paul Millsap. I think he's going to... Gel really, really well with the team. That's ghost pepper spicy, my friend. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, heard it here first. Nuggets are uh, at least conference semifinals. Okay. Whoa! Maybe if, they're getting, maybe if they're getting hot at the right time, they can uh, pull off a few upsets my- here and there. All right, we're gonna we're gonna be writing all these down. But just say it again. Quinn Jameson finds the Denver Nuggets four or five seed in conference semifinal. Paul bound. Millsap okay. having a LeBron James-like impact on the Nuggets. So we're going to check back on these every couple months, maybe every quarter and half of the season. And then as we go into the postseason, we're going to see if we are right. If we're right, we win something that has not been announced yet. <laughs> yeah, All we'll right, work Angus, that out Angus, later. you look eager to go. What's, oh, what's your half-court I'm shot? I'm excited. Um, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. I don't know if we'd go Sounds if crazy. I'd go Nuggets for f- in four. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'd say it's that crazy. I'm telling you, Jokic and Millsap's going to be dangerous. So, <laughs> I've got the... I want to look at the Timberwolves here. Ooh. Have not made it to the playoffs for a long time. Yep. Long time. They've meant to make it for the play- to the playoffs for the past three years. They're going into the second round this year. That's my that's my little okay. That's like a little bit of spice on your yeah. uh, on your burrito, you know. Oh, that's yeah. the spice. You can bank it in. That's habanero at least. 
Chick-fil-A? I said Chick-fil-A. I meant... Uh, Chick-fil-A. I'm Chick-fil-A. You haven't been here long what's enough. The, uh, that's, that's, what's that's the Mexican shot. place? Chick-fil-A burritos by the end of the season. <laughs> you know the one I'm talking about? I would eat that, that other Mexican times. <laughs> <laughs> Chick-fil-A came out with a burrito, I would be there tomorrow. That other that Mexican place I'm thinking of, I can't remember the name. I would the be name. there tomorrow talking uh, about how good the Denver Nuggets are. Um, <laughs> so the Denver here's what I Chick-fil-A think. Nuggets. Oh. Ooh, oh. T-Wolves are going into the second round. All right. This is what's going to happen. The way I see it, there are five teams that are better than them uh, in the West in no particular order. We've got OKC, Houston, the Clippers, Golden State. Uh, did I miss someone? Rockets? And San Antonio. I said Houston. Oh, okay. And San Antonio. Uh, they're going to be better than them, I think. So I think they're going to finish uh, sixth. I think third place, I think the Rockets finish third. Mm. So that's a, that. that's a Rockets-Timberwolves first round matchup. And I think the I think the Timberwolves pull it out. I think the Rockets struggle with Harden and Chris Paul. I don't think that I, I just don't have a lot of faith in that duo. And so I think the T Wolves are gonna pull that out probably in six or seven. And they're going to the second round of the playoffs and then they're gonna fall flat, but okay. T Wolves to the second round. I respect it. So Quinn, we got Nuggets, fourth or fi- fifth seed, conference semifinals, Angus, T Wolves to the second round. We're gonna go around the oval. Peyton. What's your half-court shot? Oh, okay, I'm nervous to say his name. I'm going to go Giannis Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I, I really long. hope he listens to this podcast. <laughs> and back that is on not page. how you say my name. Oh, my gosh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Giannis for MVP. Antetokounmpo. I mean, okay, he, he leads the teams in all five major statistical categories. Mm-hmm. Total points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. I, I know it's a dark, it's a dark horse, it's a half court shot, but I think it has a little bit of viability. I mean, he is a phenomenal player. He's one of the most impressive in NBA history. Like I said, I mean, he leads he leads them in all five major stat categories. So it's something I can I can back. So that's that's going to be mine. Scotty, what about you? Giannis MVP. Nuggets going to the going to the Western Conference semis. And Angus, remind me of yours. T-Wolves, second round. Second round. All righty. So here's mine. Now, we've been talking a lot in this show about the free agency and teams creating super teams in the Western Conference, a little bit in the Eastern Conference, big trades, big teams. So my half-court shot for this week is you will see the Washington Wizards make the Eastern Conference finals. Oh. Ooh. Before, hey, 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 hey. The Washington Wizards are going to make the Eastern Conference Finals. Bradley Beal and John Wall. They have been playing together for several years. And let's just read a quote from John Wall in his Instagram. You know, it's, I'm going to try to read it. It was kind of slangish, so I'll try to read it and how we can, <laughs> let's see how we can do. But who care? Because we all we got, bro. <laughs> who care? DC or nothing. Hashtag WizGang. So, tran- I, I really translate this to... Bradley, you and I have been working so hard. We play for our city, and now let's go. T- let's go take it to the championship. And that's what I see. So there's my half court shot. Wizards are going to be there. They're going to. They're going to play the Cavs. They're going to. They're going to beat the Celtics. I see John Wall over Kyrie Ooh. and Bradley Beal just going off. It's. It's their season. I like that one. That's a thank fantastic you. tweet too. Excellent job, Scott. Yes, thank you. That was a good translation. My research. Wow. Yeah. That was a good take. Up tweets. So <clears throat> we are coming up sort of to the tail end of the. Um, show here. We've got a lot of new additions in the NBA this year. We've got uh, new players on new teams. We've got rookies. Uh, most notably, possibly, is the addition, or yeah, the addition of uh, Nike 
taking over the jersey contracts for the season. So we're going to play a little bit of game, a little bit of a game called Who Wore It Best. Uh-huh. Um, we're going to talk about some I'm of the jerseys we like. Now, I'd like to say Nike doing a fantastic job. Yes. Um, hey. Keeping the traditional designs that um, Adidas, Adidas, if you're from America. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, what? Adidas. 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 Um, that they started with, but just cleaning them up, making them a bit nicer. So we're going to talk about some of our winners, some of our losers from uh, the new the new jerseys. Peyton, why don't you take us away? Well, my favorite favorite new jerseys are going to be the Golden State Warriors statement jerseys. I think they're, I mean, the bridge is just iconic. I think it's a great new look for them. The having the Golden State Bridge just on the front, it's clean, it's classy, it's Golden State. Uh, I think the worst, I'm going to go with the Sacramento Kings. The purple, the black. Explain why. Oh, I don't, you know. Okay, the purple and the black isn't—it's not working for me. The mesh of how they lined up the colors—it's. It, uh, Peyton, is this a—is this a biased thing? Because do you not like purple? Do you have a bad memory of the color purple or? or okay, honestly, lavender is my least I've favorite a, color, so it's like it's in the same family. This is an opinion. This is a very reasoned podcast, Peyton. That I—that is uncool. Oh, I'm I've, sorry. <laughs> I've got some beef to pick here. Um, All right. So I've got the nicest, Take it away. the nicest jerseys. The new Cleveland jerseys are fantastic. They are. Oh, they are. Maroon, oh, maroon, whatever. The maroon jerseys, fantastic. <laughs> I love them. Um, they're clean. The worst is the LA Clippers. I just hate I everything like about their logo and their branding. It looks childish. That LAC looks like my five-year-old cousin could have drawn it. <laughs> I, I, I added Send a little bit of a... Send the Clippers back to San Diego. I had a bit of a <laughs> most improved... Uh, to my list, and I had the Sacramento Kings. No. Okay. Wait, those. Oh jer- my gosh. Really? <laughs> they are their jerseys. Peyton last hates year. lavender. How dare you say that? Um, they, last year sick. they were just boring, and I think this year I think Nike has cleaned them up. There's Ooh. that purple little bit of gray in there. Ugh. It looks nice, man. It looks nice. I would I would buy that jersey just because it looks cool. Uh, okay. So most improved goes to Sacramento. Peyton, I know this is an opinion, but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, what do you think about this? Okay, so let's just start with my best and favorite jerseys of the new Nike unveiling is the Harley Davidson Bucks jerseys. Ooh, I respect okay. that. Okay, they yeah, got I like it's a it. new thing. They got the logos up in the up shoulder. I got pictures of them. Wish we were a, a little live broadcast, but I'll explain them to the best of my ability. White ones. They've got the green lining down the side. You know, it's kind of it's kind of checkered with with white and green and black mm-hmm. uh, little boxes. I think it's a good look, mm-hmm. but really the best jerseys is is their full green uh, Milwaukee jerseys, and I can just see Giannis absolutely just looking looking absolutely great in those. Uh-huh. It's a strong font, and I like how it's a little checkered and it, it just looks strong. Um, oh, let's go to my worst. My worst is the Dallas Mavericks. They did they didn't do anything. It's That's disgusting. True. It's just blue. It's blue. It says Dallas. Uh, they're not good. Dirk Nowitzki is the man, but they're not good. Uh, ugh. They, they don't look purple. good. Um, I'll jump in on this. Uh, I My favorite has to be uh, Boston Celtics. Uh, it's not a huge change or anything. I've always loved Boston's green and white fundamentals, their or foundations. Um, their, the Boston Statement jersey I think looks really good as well. Mm-hmm. It's black and green, which I, I really like the addition of black in most jerseys. Put Larry Bird in one of those. Yeah. Uh, Tell me about it. Um, <laughs> what a looker. For my worst, I have two joint ones. I really don't like the Atlanta Hawks statement Ooh. jerseys. They're bright red. They're I don't know exactly how to describe them, but they look almost textured. They have a series of 
different shaded triangles all throughout the and, yeah. and, and then like a neon and are they playing it. with a lime green still <laughs> and then a, a lime green yeah that's hue disgusting on, i love it so much i i absolutely hate it it's my oh, least favorite my. jersey in the nba <laughs> and then my second one um the brooklyn net staples or statement mm. jerseys they have a it just says B K L Y N. As a dyslexic person, that can be confusing. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'm like, why are there just a series of letters on this jersey? It's plain. It's black. Bookle. Not a fan. Bookle. Bookle. Not a fan. Um, the Brooklyn Nets are not gonna the make the Bookle playoffs. Nets. This guy. I mean, like like we said, uh, Nike doing a fantastic job with Very the new good. jerseys. Agreed. They As look great. To Adidas. Adidas, please. <laughs> Adidas. Adidas. Um, so we have one more thing to talk about. Um, and I know there's going to be a bit of discussion over, okay. over this one. Um, we've talked about who we think is the best and who we think is going to do really well this season. But let's flip that. Yes. Let's talk about who's going to do the worst in both conferences this season. I'm going to save paint until the end. Um, I think I'm going to kick it off with Scotty yes. to Hottie Gange with this one. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, we're not going first. Let's go last. Last in the Eastern Conference will be, will be the Orlando Magic. They do not have Shaq and Penny like they did about 20 years ago. And I just don't see Victor Oladipo winning 20 games by himself. He's a good player. He's not a stud. He's not going to win 20 games by himself this year. Um, last in the West... And this will make many locals angry, but I don't see the Suns winning over 25 mm-hmm. games. I agree with that. Booker's good. Jackson's good. They're they're both solid players, but they're young. They're not ready to they're not ready to play. They have no experience together. I think in a couple of years they'll be good, but they need they need to pick up some people. But right now they're a weak team that are, that's young with no depth. Uh, I'll jump in on there. One thing I will say: Victor Oladipo actually plays for the Indiana Pacers now. Ugh. No longer the Orlando Magic. Which well, then, then has not been okay. there for a while. I think yeah. that furthers your point. That yeah. Orlando, I agree with Scotty. Worst team in the East, uh, Orlando Magic. They really don't have a star to rely on. I mean, Aaron Gordon, fantastic dunker. Can he lead the Orlando Magic to 25 wins? Is a also better question. Also, an Arizona Wildcat, so he's not good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> we don't like them here and at then, SU. In the West, I'm going to be hated by many for this, especially where we are, but I'm going to have to go with the Phoenix Suns. Mm. Uh-huh. I really like Devin Booker. I think he's a fantastic player. He's uh, going to improve a lot um, his all-around game. I think that Josh Jackson is the best defensive player in the draft. It's a really solid pickup. I just think that the Phoenix Suns are rebuilding, and they're a few years away from contending. Um, for a playoff position. I think Sacramento will challenge them for that. Um, I know Scotty's really high on De'Aaron Fox, and I think he's a very talented player. But Vince Carter no, don't aging do and... We love you, Vince. I really yeah. do love you, Vince True Carter. Icons. True but I don't. I just don't know if Sacramento is going to be um, up to snuff this year. I do think Phoenix will take the the cake on worst record. Though. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you in the West, uh, Phoenix. Unfortunately, sorry to all my Arizona natives out here. Uh, for all the reasons you said, Eastern Conference. It's got to be the Knicks for me. I think they've got Chris Stapps. Um, he's a great poor Zingard. Poor Zingard. <laughs> great talent. But who is the second best player on that team? Ennis Cantor. Ennis Cantor's oh, the second poor, best player. Poor Ennis Cantor. And, and it's unfortunate, and I, I like Ennis Cantor, but who else have we got on that team? We have Courtney Lee, Tim Hardaway Jr., who hasn't really been able to prove himself yet. No. 
Doug McDermott, I love you, man, but you're um, not that good. He's mm-hmm. 25, um, we've learned. <laughs> we've the same so age as Eris Cantor. Um, so I think the Knicks, they've just taken too much of a step back. Um, they've got a new system coming in mm-hmm. without Melo. Um, I hope Chris Stapps does well, and I think he will. Uh, but I've got New York Knicks as their last in the East. I'm going to jump in really quick. Uh, I think, I don't know, we'd, we'd have to look in the record books, but it is now 12.03 a.m. on Tuesday. So I want to say this is the first Blaze Radio podcast that has ever (laughs) gone two days. So we're going to have to look in the record books. I don't know if Bridget back there is listening to us, but we'll see. We we might have just made history. Peyton, worst teams in each each conference. Okay, I'm going to agree with all three of you. Unfortunately, I got to say it. I think it's going to be the Suns. I think they come up last. Mm. I know. It's sad, but it's going to be true. I hope no one listens to Literally everyone we know is going to just destroy us. The Suns do well. This podcast is over. (laughs) And, oh, okay. I'm scared to say it because I can see the look of hate from Angus already. I know what's coming. But Eastern Conference, worst team, I'm going oh, Chicago Bulls. Don't say it. I said it. I'm doing Chicago Bulls. I Wrong. Say, <laughs> if anything, I think it's going to be hard for them to stomach the losses. You can maybe look at it as a rebuilding season. But, I mean, I just don't see how you see potential for them. Listen, it's, it's the Chicago Bulls exude failure. They're mm. not very good, but... But they're not the worst team. Don't do it to me. You literally just said they exude failure. Yeah, you know who else exudes? <laughs> you know who else exudes failure? The Knicks out the wazoo. Well, you said the Knicks would finish last. Yeah, that's why. Oh, that's okay. okay. That's why the Bulls aren't going to finish last. All right, guys, I am. I, there's a. Very, very, very breaking news. This is just released, and I know this uh, podcast is strictly about the NBA, but this is going to differentiate a little bit from that. It relates heavily um, for all of you that are uh, ball fans, the whole ball family. Oh, who isn't? Um, LeVar Ball, one of the best athletes of all time. Oh, yeah. Uh, as the I best. He's just uh, announced that he's going to pull LaMelo out of high school for yeah. his final two years. So really? What? Wow. For you ball supporters <laughs> out there, food for thought, LaMelo What's he gonna Ball do? will no longer be playing high school basketball. Stay in school. Wait, right. he's I'm staying in school? In. I'm going to jump in. LaMelo Ball is the next Michael Jordan, he's uh, already there, LeBron James, Lonzo Ball mix. He is probably one of the better basketball players in the world today. So I think taking him out, I think he should be in the NBA this year. But there's some rules. He has to sit around and wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> LaMelo Ball is he's the best. I'm, so I'm take him out of high school. Is he, he doesn't need to waste him, his time. Is he taking him out of high school or just high school ball? Uh, he's homeschooling LaMelo. No, um, you're not. And quote on quote, this is... Um, what did he say? LeVar Ball, I'm not dealing with the coach over there. I'm not dealing with the administration over there. I don't want no distractions on Melo. So therefore, I'm going to homeschool him and make him okay. the best basketball player ever. Can you imagine? Ever. Can you imagine That's that? What I like uh, to hear Lavar. That's the confidence I like to see. I reached out to Lavar my senior year, asking him to do that. Do that to me, but he, he can we too imagine? Busy. Can we just imagine that class? Like the bell rings. Good evening, class. Oh, good morning, class. Hi, Dad. <laughs> uh, so we're going to be covering history today. If you think who if is you the, think who's the best basketball good. player ever? A. Michael Jordan. B. Me. C. Me. None of the above. <laughs> He's like, oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, Michael Jordan's pretty good. I guess. <laughs> Wrong detention. <laughs> Go to your room. Uh, a storyline that we can uh, follow, we as will the, follow as the season goes on. Oh um, my days. Um, so look, that is pretty much the tail end of our uh, podcast, Scotty. 
why don't you tell everyone what we're about here at the Out of Bounds Podcast? All right, everyone. Here's your here's our boring mission statement we put together. I'm just going to read it verbatim. So our mission statement Good with word. the with the Out of Bounds Podcast <laughs> is to cover basketball intelligently, but more importantly, give the game a different look while having fun and a mostly open discussion and bring a perspective that is just a little bit out of bounds. All right, everybody. We will be back uh, sometime after the uh, first week of games at the NBA. We'll have a little bit more to talk about. We're really excited. We thank you all for joining us here. And we will see you next time on the Out of Bounds podcast. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thank you.